like everything. If he had it, it would be a whole different uh, oh, sure. situation, I'm sure, if he was coughing and hacking in the mm-hmm. Oval Office. I can't watch my stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coughing over all my stories. <laughs> Scotch on the rocks, please. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, a single malt, Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps, maybe Glengow, any Glen. I'm Ramzon. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini, shaken, not stirred. Sacrifices have been made to keep our traditions alive. You're all insane. I'm tired of hiding. You mess with the wrong sisters. <laughs> I tried to, uh, I tried to look up some things for Black Christmas. Oh, Lordy mercy! Which uh, it already put in too much effort. <laughs> Well, okay, admittedly I missed this one uh, around Christmas time because I feel like, actually, Jared, Mm -hmm. this is harkening back to the early, early days of Sober Cinema because I believe uh, that the director here of this, this is the second remake of Black Christmas? Second remake, yep. Uh, I've I've not seen any of them. I don't know if you've, I actually think I own the original on iTunes, (sighs) but I've never watched it. The original's been like a... uh... I mean, like high school. Like I watched it in high school, so that's been <laughs> that's been over twenty years Was ago. Was it a seventies or eighties? Seventy four. Wow. Okay. So early. Uh, Predated Halloween. There you go. Um, and then the, of course, uh, probably after the uh, Michael Bay produced Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like mid two thousands remake. I'm assuming that's when the Black Christmas one came. Mid two thousands, the first time. Two thousand six. Yeah. So, you know, this isn't really my my bag, and especially during the <laughs> Christmas season, I'm I'm not hyped up. We yeah. did. Uh, that's why I said harkening back to our origin. The director here, I believe, uh-huh. directed Always Shine, which yep. is the very first movie we covered on the podcast, which was the forgotten film. Um, and I say that, and then I'm like, what was the not forgotten film, which I've now forgotten? But I don't remember either. <laughs> Allied. I have- Brad Pitt. Glorious. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but also we did, I feel like maybe the second episode or after we did, uh, Krampus, the, um, mm-hmm. so it seems like there's a December, like horror movie, like a change of pace, palate cleanser type thing that they throw in there. And this one holiday themed, uh, I just paid no attention to it. And, uh, I'm looking up <laughs> this thing. is like, Universally reviled. Like I'm, I'm catching up later, so it's got a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and the Letterbox score is a two out of five is its average. And most of the people that I follow uh, did not like it. There was one guy that uh, let's see, review, let me see if I can shout out his username here, Danny JP, who uh, he liked it. But he, uh, he, even his review was like the, I, I heard this was terrible and I kept waiting for it to get absolutely <laughs> god awful. And for the most part, I enjoyed it. So, you know, it's that type of thing. And I'll admit for the, uh, 
the setup here, I did kind of dig it because I felt like they were honest that we're going to be really <laughs> heavy handed. <laughs> this is going to be uh, very man hating. Uh, but, Jared, and I think you, no matter how much you hated the movie, which I assume that you did, I think you'll go along with me that given the demographic that they're covering here as far as its uh, college campus, I just assume that in 2019, that this is on the mind of uh, young adults. So them going on and on wanting to debate the gender inequality and going to class and debating it, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't feel like it was like suddenly like uh, Justice League where uh, you know Batman and Aquaman are being lectured about their uh, positions <laughs> of powers. You know, it didn't come out of nowhere is what I'm saying. I'm like, okay, college campus, I could see this. If you're going to do an updated version, this would be on the minds of young people. That's 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 the positive. Oh, that's my that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm like that's 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 about all I have to say is uh, oh, okay. taking the, the devil's advocate position of, of uh, not that bad. I'm I'm saying that that being one of the chief criticisms that it's like too political and I guess uh, too feminist. I actually didn't have a problem with because I felt like it uh, it was accurate to this generation. <laughs> I notice how you laugh think, and take that as an insult. <laughs> I, I think that's actually probably going to insult and anger the people well, that this uh, appealed to. What doesn't? Really? <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, the subtle backhanded compliment of, of course, this is how these people act. Yeah, I know. I know I how mean, you, you are. <laughs> I know how you people are. This is how angry you are every day, isn't it? <laughs> Well, now they have something to be angry about. You know, they're being <laughs> they're being stalked on campus. And, the figurative uh, boogeyman becomes the literal one. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the dread pirate Roberts from the Princess Bride uh, is now men's so rights scary. activist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jared, unleash the uh, unleash the hate. You know, this is one of those episodes where we just have one movie. And normally wow. I, I try to cater to you and be like, all right, Jared's going to hate this. This is the stuff that <laughs> Superfan Hyrule will love because Jared's agitated. And then I'll give him something that he likes. But we're, we're just doing one movie. This is coming to you DVD know. this week. And uh, enjoy, people. Enjoy the uh, negativity. Uh, I enjoyed your uh, – <clears throat> you, you employed more creativity with your little subtle dig. I'm just going to be very uh, blatant about it and say that I could not stand this film at all. Um, what about like your girl, you Imogen Poots? You love Miss Poots. Oh, God. Actually, I don't know if you love Miss Poots. I just know you like to make fun of her name, but... <laughs> That's my... Uh, Go ahead, Jared. Pick on the race. character who uh, is a rape survivor. Go ahead and say how annoying she was for bringing it up again. <laughs> You're already painting me into this terrible <laughs> corner that I have to fight myself out of. <laughs> Now I know how Josh feels on it. <laughs> really, I just put this on the calendar because I wanted to hear Josh go off for oh. 40 minutes, and then you and oh. I really didn't have to talk. It's just like a monologue. <laughs> well, it's more like a show for us. It's very yeah. Uh... yeah, we have front row seats to a man about to have a heart attack. <laughs> Watch Mike murder one of his co-hosts. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just so heavy-handed, like there's plenty of horror movies in the past that have dealt with this much, much better, much more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Deftly. Is that that it's, you know, like, uh, I mean, you go back, I guess like Night of the living dead, 
uh, or uh, what's the one? Is it Day of the Dead? What is the one? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. The mall, the the you know yeah, capitalism yeah. and shopping, all that. Like, I mean, you have it where it's like, oh, look at the the zombies just like dragging their ass along uh, in the in the mall, going from store to store, consuming. And it's there, right? I mean, you don't... It's pretty easy to get. Like, you don't have to explain it, but it's there and it's easily consumable. You don't have to be hit with a sledgehammer over the head (laughs) to get the metaphor that's being painted for you. All right, I got something. I got something. Did you like these girls, their version of, I guess, doing the Mean Girls routine where four of them dress up in Santa outfits or... I don't know what they are. They're like <laughs> Santa's <Weird>. concubines <laughs> or whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's harem. Uh, yeah, I mean that 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 part is is the 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 amount of the <clears throat> you know whatever the feminism aspect of this movie that I thought actually worked. It was clever. It was creative. It was not something that I was expecting. Like again, that's not the sledgehammer portion <laughs> of the film. That was okay. You're talking about Imogen Poots being her character being raped. That was okay. <laughs> that's never okay <laughs> not all men <laughs> and there is a sequence where you have a guy uh i guess attempt to Actually i don't know it. get some peace maybe it is the christmas season he's trying to hang up lights which that, of course will become a murder weapon and... that might have been my favorite part of the movie is when he finally god damn it enough! <laughs> <laughs> essentially like like people are under uh they're under duress here right like there's sorority sisters going missing uh the i guess the opening scream kill is one being stabbed with an icicle let me say my wife hated this uh and she she didn't really even get into the weeds i guess of the politics of it she just hated the i guess the horror aspects as far as like how it was staged how it was shot and conceived and i did read that uh you know our uh, Sophia Takal here, who uh, helped launch this very podcast. Uh, I, I guess this was shot very fast. Like, I don't know if this was pr- put into production like the summer before this Christmas season or fall, uh, but it, uh, it apparently she was under uh, pressure to get this out to hit the Christmas release date, which also strikes me as strange because it's not, <laughs> it's not like it's leap year. I mean, Christmas is every year. So <laughs> why did they wait so late to be like, what's coming up this year? Christmas. That'll do it. <laughs> but my wife, uh, you know, she was going along with it just as a horror movie and she hated the opening kill. Like how, like, I guess how Lame. cheaply conceived it is. It feels like you're just walking in a very small, like subdivision where you can mm. see everything. And she has this chase sequence basically in a front yard. <laughs> it's like she, <laughs> this guy is, uh, well, definitely in the, the days of, our recording, the, uh, the coronavirus, uh, scare, uh, <laughs> that guy is walking, Way too close. And so if you're a young lady, a guy, even if he is just on his phone, um, I don't know if you would feel this way, but if I realized I was like, I don't know, four feet behind a woman and we're the only two on a street, either slow down, I pass her, or I go to the opposite side. Like, so it just doesn't look like, I don't, I don't want to be perceived as someone stalking. And that guy, he looks butthurt that it's like he even has to like <laughs> <laughs> change lanes. Uh, but she, she didn't like that. She didn't like any of the kills. And uh, one of the other big criticisms of this was that um, it, uh, I guess, late in the game, they also switched it to be PG-13. I'm assuming to try to appeal to younger women who are the, the target audience. I I don't know if you can do like this type of slasher movie and do it PG-13. If it's PG-13, you have to have some sort of 
uh, you know, different sci-fi or supernatural uh, aspect to it. Like you can't just have like a bare bones slasher and have it PG 13. Like that's, that's a recipe for disaster. Like what we were saying uh, a couple weeks ago, like, I could see like a, a vampire or a, a werewolf type of like PG 13 movie because you have so much other stuff going on, mm-hmm. uh, uh, dealing with that. And you can make that even, you know, it doesn't have to be R rated to make something, you know, creepy. Um, I just looked development of the project began in June, 2019. Uh, and, uh, Jason Bloom announced that he would produce the film through his Bloomhouse Productions on the same day, Sophia Takal was announced as director and co-writer and principal photography began soon after lasting for 27 days in New Zealand. Huh. New okay. Zealand? I wonder yeah. if that's where she's from or <laughs> tax I credits. No I don't, I, I don't think this really has to take place anywhere in particular. Uh, so no, she is from unnecessary. <laughs> she is from New Jersey. So I can't blame her. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this was, yeah, this was definitely like, Hey, let's, uh, let's get to get some people together and, uh, let's put on a play. Let's put on black Christmas this, this year. And I think it shows I will. Okay. God, I'm really reaching here. Uh, more positivity. I do like the uh, Imogen Poots character, and there's also a sequence where it's the rare time they kind of go off, I guess, political script, where it's revealed that one of her, probably the loudest voice in the room, uh, as far as espousing her philosophy that kind of kicks off that sequence where the guy, as you said, is like, enough, God bless. Do we have to always be talking about like how much we hate men? And he's in the room. He's dating one of them, just trying to hang up Christmas lights. Uh, that character uh, who gets into it with them, uh, she, uh, it's revealed that she doesn't necessarily believe that her dear friend was raped or assaulted. And I felt like having a little more of that kind of nuance there, uh, would have served the film well and maybe would have uh, shielded it from the criticism of this is too political, how dare this be political, which, as you said, horror movies and genre movies actually do tend to, to go that direction a lot, maybe just not as uh, heavy-handed as this. Yeah, it's it's there. Like It's it's something that's handled in other movies. I, I've, I've immediately thought of how well Death Proof uh, mm, yeah. handled, handled something of this nature of – you know, kind of subverting expectations, and it ends really, really. I mean, it, it, it ends, ends with a laugh—a <laughs> very violent laugh. <laughs> I think the last fifteen, twenty minutes of the movie is something that you did not expect, but it's really, really awesome. And like you said, you get a laugh at the end. Everything—it's just the this really exemplifies skill and the artistry in making a movie because this. Like it, it does not surprise me whatsoever that this was put together so quickly because there's no, no like nuance would have been very <laughs> any amount of nuance would have been greatly appreciated any amount of like which is strange considering I'm I'm not trying to get people <laughs> whatever listeners we have to like go back to the sober cinema syndication uh, the box <laughs> set of season one but what I remember of Always Shine I don't think either one of us were proclaiming it to be like a great film. Uh, but I would not have put that director doing like black, this version of Black Christmas. I would have thought it would have been a little bit more off the beaten path, a little stranger, because uh, that film was far creepier than this. And for the most part, it's just two women <laughs> kind of uh, negging each other, I guess, in a room. Like, and it, <laughs> it felt more sinister than Black Christmas did. <laughs> I felt way more dread <laughs> during that movie than I ever. I mean. There's dread in Black Christmas, but it's like, oh God, here they go again. Like, okay, what what do you which character 
is the was the most vile for you here? Like, which character, when he or she opened his or her mouth, uh, were you hating the fact that you do this podcast with me? <laughs> I can't even remember the names, but obviously the one that got uh, Mr. Princess Bride, uh, uh, the petition started. It's like, it's, again, like... There's no moment in the movie where this isn't the focal point of the movie. Like we can't just have like a, a peaceful five minutes of. Do they even mention like, Christmas much? I mean, other than that, it's taking place during that, and they're the, wearing their the ambiance. Other than that, like talking about like buying each other <laughs> gifts, but it has absolutely nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> There's not a whole whatsoever. lot of, uh, I guess, exterior life to these characters, other than what no. is happening in that classroom. Uh, what one character just said, the other. There's not a whole lot of like. Hey, I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm gonna what I'm gonna do with my life. You know, come next semester or what a, after graduation or Christmas plans. For the most part, like <laughs> I did see um, a letterbox review, and unfortunately, I was just going through them last night uh, after I watched it, so I can't shout this person out because I'm lazy and I'm trying to <laughs> devote time to my buddy Jared here. You know, have That's a one on one. But he or she. Uh, said uh, this is the type of movie where a character on the phone just introduces herself as like Helen's mom. Hello, this is Helen's mom. <laughs> and it's like the the movie does not care at all. And I, on the one hand, I never would have thought of that because I also don't really need to know what's going on with Helen's mom because she's basically making the phone call to be like, have you heard from my daughter? She's missing. And then they talk about her for a little bit. But it is that type of streamlined movie. I mean, this is 90 minutes. And normally I – Really like that. And Jared, I'm not saying the film needs to be longer, but <laughs> not this version of it, no. Oh, uh, I think the mercy approach. Kill me. <laughs> Let's, uh, I wanted to, because I was looking for a clip to drop in. Mm. And as I said at the what? top, this one kind of passed me by. I didn't really pay attention to it. I didn't, thankfully didn't pay attention to the uh, film Twitter praise or outrage about it. I don't know. Like, I just assume every movie got something wrong, even when it's trying to be as woke as possible that it upset <laughs> someone some, to the left. Somebody will always be angry on Twitter. That's and a this, guarantee. I really doubt anyone. I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a conservative film blogger that forced himself to hate watch this, but you would, I don't know. Like I looked at the trailer and they actually were, I mean, other than the fact that it's like a sorority house being attacked and that they will eventually fight back. Mm -hmm. They actually just kind of skirt in the main trailer uh, a lot of the uh, <laughs> the discussion that you know there was no mm. Princess Bride talking about why can't I talk about white authors? White authors are great. <laughs> it's the classics. <laughs> Don't you dare take away Dickens from me. <laughs> and I think that's a missed opportunity in the film to, if you're going to play it like that, go as broad as possible. Like this, <laughs> make this. I don't know, man. Like, make this wet, hot American summer, except <laughs> a Christmas horror movie. Like, have fucking forty-year-olds play these characters <laughs> and just espousing their political beliefs left and right. And like, I'm just imagining the Paul Rudd character just slamming his like food on the floor. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you want it ratcheted up. You don't yeah. want. Uh, They're already going want... that far, right? They're already. You, <laughs> you know, want. Pink faux hawks and uh, <laughs> facial piercings, and well, if you're going to go this route, then make it. I mean, so absurd. You're already so in the deep end, the top. you know. Just... <laughs> you fuck, you've already conceptually went pretty far off the deep end. Yeah. <laughs> there was a movie. Uh, God, uh, was it Assassination Nation? 
that is was very, is very similar to this that came out maybe 2018. And if I have the title right, which I will actually do that amount of research and grab my phone here, but that was a film that I probably smartly avoided. Yeah, Assassination Nation ever podcasting about. Uh, it is about high school students. And what happens is someone starts leaking uh, in this smallish town all of their like text messages, their like email accounts, like basically everything they say in private, any shit talking, any like nude photos, any affairs they're having, they leak it out there and it's, you know, starts the bubbles in that high school. So you get that, you know, that's, you talk about being an awkward time anyway, you understand how that can be ratcheted up. That, <laughs> that, that film. would be an actual disaster. <laughs> of. <laughs> well, and this is, I don't think a spoiler because uh, if you look at the poster for this one, uh, or probably watch a trailer like the poster showing four young women uh, with like guns and knives like strapped to them like they're <laughs> like a version of the Matrix. I didn't really like that film either, but it went more with that sensibility of something like that happens and snowballs into <laughs> insanity like into it the become, ridiculous yeah yeah I heard what you said about me <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> And don't get me wrong. I, I guess this will be a little, you know, a warning for uh, Black Christmas here, the 2019 okay. version, which is just now coming to uh, DVD. So, final warning for spoilers. This one, I don't know. It's like what it becomes an X Files Monster of the Week episode, where we introduce this supernatural oh. element, which I felt, I felt like negated the. Uh, the, the the politics of it like i actually like <laughs> i like the idea of these women doing this sexy santa thing where they talk about for this frat to titillate these men mm. and all they do is talk about how they're a bunch of rapists and pigs and they have small penises <laughs> i think you and i agreed like that scene i was like all right i like this i like the mm -hmm. idea of some of those dudes just stewing in it and like I could, ooh ooh <laughs> <laughs> How, how could they talk about my rapey ways in public, of all things? This is a sacred event. They get up in slutty Santa costumes. How could they? That's the absurdity yeah. of, the, of what was happening anyway. Yeah, I, I hadn't considered that. But, but they uh, go a different way. Instead of them just like yeah. having a grudge and it, like going too far, you uh, you introduce Much this like element. You, uh, say with Assassination Nation, like yeah. they could have just went, yeah. <laughs> You have uh you have this statue, uh, very much kind of mimicking what we had recently. It was like uh, Confederate statues across the country. Here we introduce this this bust, this statue that like weeps, <laughs> black oiled, <laughs> black oiled tears of <laughs> men of previous generations, <laughs> like good solid white men, and how uh, all the yeah deep darkness that comes out of white <laughs> men. Oozing from their villainous <laughs> eyeballs. How dare they? They're 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 taking away great expectations out of the classroom. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing that doesn't roll up a conservative white guy more than the fact that Dickens might be removed from the syllabus. <laughs> so the black ooze, they like you know they do their little frat thing, the initiation, and then it turns them into super strong. Like, not zombies, but I guess mindless thugs, mindless goons. Yeah, hive workers. Not fun. Not, fun. I, I, I not, don't know. not at all. And even then, I was thinking, like, well, this takes away any sort of responsibility. Like, I right. get what metaphor yeah. you're going for. Mm -hmm. But this also is like, 
well, they're mindless. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, they're just giving in to the evil within, which is, if that's what, I mean, I get your message, but it's But still, even it's the stupid. one, quote unquote, nice guy, which I'm thinking, oh, are you about to reveal that he's, he's not? Because I, <laughs> look, at, you know, at the 30 minute mark, I'm ready for like, let them all be evil. I hope every man in this picture is vile. Like, I hope. Like, <laughs> Go down that crazy yeah, rap. Hole, I, I yeah. hope so. But even then, so it's, it's showing that a guy that is respectful, uh, is now a member of the frat. He's the nerdy AV guy. He's awkward. Uh, you put some black ooze on his forehead, and he suddenly wants to hit women left and right. Even and he has the evil inside of him, like all men, and their cursed birthright. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't, they don't even have the stones to do that. They don't. Well, and can't even commit to that. Uh, yeah, I was. I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm ready to. <laughs> to go with them like Thelma and Louise just off the cliff let's just let's just do it let's just do it <laughs> I mean yeah I'm willing to get as crazy as you want to in the name of an entertaining watch but yeah it just kind of hits this middle ground of like you're not batshit crazy enough and you're also not deft enough in the touch of this movie to where it's interesting on any sort of level to me so you're in this middle ground of you're being preachy without being entertaining like it's not can you think of a movie that maybe disagrees with your viewpoints uh, to the extreme, but is so entertaining uh, that you don't, you know, you just go along with it? Because I do think that that's, especially in the time of social media, uh, people like to judge sight unseen. Like, if, if I'm sure there are a lot of reviews for this. I'll, I'll defend the movie once more, I guess. There are probably <laughs> a lot of people that heard this is like a woke version remake, and they you know, give it negative reviews just on principle alone. <laughs> but I, I myself, <laughs> like I'm ready to be like, well, I don't really think that's how the real world works. But like you said, for 90 <laughs> minutes, just entertain me. I don't really care. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not looking to <laughs> the third version of black Christmas to change my mind <laughs> politically. <laughs> you chose an odd avenue to get real woke on my surprised ass. <laughs> How am I going to vote in the the primary? Does this affect Biden versus Bernie? I don't know. (laughs) Baby, can you download Black Christmas again? Put that on the Apple TV. I need to (laughs) consult. I need to reevaluate my personal ethos and morals. Put on Black Christmas. I'm trying to to think of Uh, one, which I'm sure if we have any uh, conservative listeners. No offense to conservatives, but they are terribly unfunny, so I'm having a hard time. For the most part, anyway. I can't think of it. Yeah, why do you, you think know, uh, Josh is not here? Not yeah, funny enough. No. <laughs> okay. Um, Libertarians, you know. so vanilla in the bedroom. <laughs> Missionary only. Lights off. <laughs> Probably his socks on. <laughs> Put the Bible on the table. <laughs> it's not going to move too much, though. <laughs> oh. Well. Uh, I can't think of a movie, but as far as like entertainers go, like Vince Vaughn is, you know, pretty okay. big buds with Trump, I guess. And, you know, and he's part of this sort of uh, political ideology that I don't necessarily agree with, but I can also enjoy his films, you know, plenty. I, yeah. There's plenty of Vince Vaughn films. Yeah. And I would, you know, you'd be hard pressed to look at something like Swingers or made or i guess wedding crashers that's like that's a conservative style of living right there <laughs> like it doesn't really carry over other than outside which uh if we do have conservative listeners they would probably say like well it's because hollywood wouldn't make those type of movies and when they do 
they are usually smaller budgeted, clearly like Christian films about you know inspiring stories, not <laughs> not whether or not Vince Vaughn's gonna get laid. Not about, no, not about entertaining me in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Jared. <laughs> I did see where uh, one of those films, and I've forgotten the name of it. I think was projected to be the biggest new release. Uh, this weekend, and uh, well, I mean, now will be like the only, the last new release for a month in theaters. So, you know, Christians win again. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if Jesus has won anything yet. I keep hearing he's going to win something, but <laughs> so far he just got punked out. <laughs> I mean, we we have a movie like this in his name, I guess. Uh, Black Christmas. <laughs> Would, would Jesus approve? Uh, so I think you uh, you probably made my pick for me. Uh, one of my favorite yep. movies of last year was Dragged Across Concrete with Vince Vaughn and Mel Gibson. And you talk yep. about a one-two punch of that was conservative the other power. I was thinking of like Mel Gibson. I can enjoy Mel Gibson, and I know he's you know batshit off the other side that I don't agree with at all. So. There's a when uh, people were upset, which is funny now. Uh, the uh, the left was upset that uh, well, I don't want to say the left because I doubt for the most part uh, politicians have it on the brain. They've got especially right now they've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> uh, but like certainly, film Twitter left was they had turned against Ricky Gervais, who I remember when you and I were roommates. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, that was probably ten years ago when he hosted the first time, and like everybody loved it. Because it's like, good, right. you know, take them down a mm-hmm. notch. Make it funny. Make it a party. People are drinking. You can poke fun at each other. And uh, even in the buildup to this year when he hosted, supposedly again for the last time, it was like people were waiting to be, like, offended by it. And I think <laughs> the issue I had with this year's uh, version was I didn't feel he went far enough at times. I'm like – no, it's it's not as bad as what you're making it out to be. But remember when Mel Gibson was uh, having his problems with the, the bottle, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that the political left were happy to see someone like Ricky Gervais like, taking him down a notch publicly. It's crazy to think that that was just a couple – I mean – a, a couple, I, I say a couple years ago, closer to 10 or whatever, but – To be fair, this uh, last – four-year term has felt like 40 has years of like new cycles. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like culture has shifted so much and I guess really like comedy, <laughs> comedy in general has taken such a huge hit to the point of like with comedy, man, like comedy should be this, like <laughs> this endangered zoned off portion of entertainment where it's like, Anything can go as long as you're being in the name of I, no, that's that shit doesn't offend me, even whenever it's specifically against, you know, white guys or whatever, any of that type of humor. Like from, this movie, this movie could have yeah, been like really this, funny in that way. This movie could have been great. It, it could have it had a lot of things going right for it, but it just or a lot of concepts that could have went right for it. But well, think I, about this. Think think about if Mel Gibson plays <laughs> the professor here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the target audience is going to hate it because he's cast in the role. <laughs> Vince Vaughn, maybe to a lesser degree, because, uh, you know, even though Vince Vaughn, I think for years, has uh, said publicly that he's conservative leaning as far as his viewpoints, but he's also, to be fair to him, he's not had any sort of, as far as I know, uh, legal problems like Mel Gibson did or been on the, on the record threatening someone, uh, all of that, domestic violence. Oh, so let's go with Vince Vaughn. Is- 
his views in general, really. No, like, actual instances of anything that I can remember. But I do feel like the target audience, they suddenly would not want to watch it if Vince Vaughn was playing the conservative white guy blowhard. They wouldn't give it a chance. But it probably and, is funnier that way. Like, it's more, like, in the know about who you're dealing with. Yeah, it's it's on a different subtle, I mean, I, I guess you can call that subtle. Uh, <laughs> compared to what this film did, that's very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like like you said, you could take the Kurt Russell route of like, <clears throat> yeah, you maybe don't like this casting, but what happens in the end when Poots absolutely obliterates him and they take turns like beating the shit mm -hmm. out of him or yeah. something? Like, you can have that angle to it. It's, they don't even want to give it a chance, though, because it would have something like Vince Vaughn's name attached to it. I'm not watching anything with Trump's BFF in it. Fuck that. I did. You know, it's, it's interesting you keep bringing up Death Proof because I admittedly – I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to work with this movie where it's like okay mm -hmm. I kind of see what you're going for and I wish you would push it a little further uh, <laughs> just just you know have a little bit more of a you know a, a lighthearted spirit about how shitty things are like I'm <laughs> I, we're, like we're dealing with serious issues that I won't you know have to deal with as a man but you can still make it entertaining and and fun mm -hmm. and palatable in a way and you know Death Proof those women are terrorized just for basically. A version of like sexual pleasure. This is mm -hmm. this guy derives from terrorizing him in his car. And what's cool about Death Proof is he he just happened to pick <laughs> pick on the wrong fucking people who mm -hmm. also got thrills and some excitement from uh, you know being a daredevil. You have an actual mm -hmm. one of the characters is a stunt woman, actual stunt woman. played by yep. a real stunt woman, mm -hmm. and so they're not just like. A few normies who are just going to be like, I can't believe this has happened to me. They were doing it on their own. <laughs> You're just the guy that wasn't invited to the orgy and you came in with your pants <laughs> off. <laughs> like, I like to do this too. <laughs> but I, I have to admit, I like when we get to the, and th this is in the trailer, and I think it's in many of the TV spots uh, where it's like, you know, you messed with the wrong sisters or whatever. And they say it in Black Christmas, but I don't feel it. I just feel really. cringy when it happens. Like, I don't. <laughs> Like, and yet Death Proof, I'm like, I'm riveted. I'm like rooting for them. Like, I was, oh, I can't. And I love Kurt Russell. And I'm like, I can't mm -hmm. wait to see him get the shit kicked out. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is going to be great. And Black Christmas, we're dealing with no-name, anonymous white dude rapist who I have no affection for. So I should be ready to see them slaughtered. And when it comes to that moment, I'm even like looking over to my wife and I'm like, it's like you give that half-hard, like apologetic look. Like, it's for the podcast. It's for the podcast, baby. <laughs> I normally wouldn't be watching this, I promise. This isn't who I am. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the wrong type of goofy at the end, like where it's still trying to play this empowerment angle instead of just going entire. I mean, it is balls to the wall, but not for the right reasons, if that makes sense. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it really, usually I'm going for these type of movies that, go so far off the deep end. Uh, and I say that uh, relatively to how the original was. Like, if you go just strictly by relation to its namesake, like, this is, like, insanity compared to 1974. So but at the same version, time... Is the sorority just being stalked? Does that mean... Yeah, it's that? pretty... It's... It's, um, it's the originator of the, the calls coming from inside the house type thing. Mm, okay. 
He, the dude's essentially in the attic. You know, spoiler alert! <laughs> 1974. Uh, he's in the attic the entire time. And they, they use it a lot in horror movies. There's a yeah. <laughs> there's one that I liked from a few years ago that just had a really terrible sequel called The Boy, and it's about a hmm. creepy doll. <laughs> and it's like in the original, it's basically like <clears throat> I say the original is just from a few years ago, but it's like you know the the doll in itself is creepy, but mm-hmm. it's also like there's someone in the house. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's like all the sounds you hear that you're thinking it's a doll. It, it, no, you got a creepy like fucking pervert, like monster inbred <laughs> freak in the house. And I, that, when they revealed that, I'm like, oh yes, now I like this. Like you know, get the mm. stupid little puppet nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you get some guy who's living in my walls. I, I feel it. I feel the terror. <laughs> well, you know, that's easily relatable. Like you said uh, during uh, werewolf time, is like <clears throat> you hear noises or no that. Yeah, we did Invisible Man and Werewolf at the same. Okay, yeah, you just it's hear sure, noises. It's been like house. two weeks, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm approaching forty. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, you know, hearing noises in the house, you think I, I have an attic. <laughs> Perhaps somebody's in my attic. I don't but, often have uh, sorority girls coming to my house. No, ready to slay or uh, <laughs> can you imagine a world where uh, religion uh, has. You know, going back to Christ, I guess, and what a mm. punk bitch he is. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you get the like door to door. You know, like you know, have you found Christ? Blah blah blah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine a world, and this is me pushing that extreme version of this 2019 Black Christmas, where you have Twitter show up to your door and just start God. lecturing you about the way you're living your life. Or oh. like we heard uh, the sounds of you laughing at your TV and uh, you're playing <laughs> wedding crashers for the 15th time in your life. Ah. <laughs> you really need to be watching that. Can you really oh. support Vince Vaughn? Dude in the attic, please come kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> you're hiding. I'm invoking. <laughs> or you know, Twitter is in your house. Like, oh just... god, yeah, the tweets are coming from the attic. <laughs> That's ignorant. That's ignorant. Shout out to uh, Dave from a podcast directed by. <laughs> I often feel that way. <laughs> the tweets are coming from inside the house. <laughs> oh. I feel like I could end on that note, insulting uh, a dear friend. Oh man, I <laughs> and, love that. Well, I mean, I think we're you know, I'm, I'm my twenty 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 uh, campaign promise is to get Dave to stop tweeting. That's <laughs> God, that's a that's a platform I'll elect you for, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make sure to link his Twitter account in the show. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. I've been the frat house, me and you, and we know what I'm there to do. We're drinking and kissing, and what comes next? You and I have SPX. But ho, 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 I do know. Ho, 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 I do know. Up in the frat house, there's one true fact, and that is that I got a up in the frat house, things went down, and I'm telling everyone in town. Didn't leave you want for goodness sake. Couldn't have cause I was not awake. Ho ho ho, I didn't know. Ho ho ho, I didn't know. Cause up in the frat house.
probably, you know, I, I normally know what we're doing next, but uh, <coughs> with the coronavirus, you know, I, I try to tie these to like something new. I think we were going to do the second Quiet Place, but that's off the table now because uh, John Krasinski is a fucking coward. But <laughs> what did I replace it with, Jared? Because I need to tell you. Uh, All right, here we go. Um, there's a movie with uh, Pete Davidson that was a Sundance darling last year that mm. I think Hulu dropped early because of the coronavirus because there's mm. no fucking new movies. And it's called Big Time <laughs> Adolescence, and it's about a young man uh, that probably shouldn't take his uh, tutelage, shouldn't try to mimic this guy's lifestyle. Mm. And I am going to pair it for the five-year anniversary of another Sun Sundance darling called Laggies with Keira Knightley. And I Laggies. believe Chloe Grace Moretz is the young person um, that's hanging out with someone that's, uh, you know, going through, God, I don't even know if you'd call it a midlife crisis if they're like in their twenties, but possibly. And you know, Kira Knightley has no excuse cause that was pre Trump days. So that was back in the times <laughs> where you, know, you didn't have a plague or, uh, you know, wall street <laughs> crashing, any of that going on, but it's got Sam Rockwell in it. Mm, that's all uh, good. Well, I would say not an automatic sale. I can't remember what the name of that fucking Terrible movie was the fairy tale movie. I swear oh, to God, very good. Uh, we, uh, I have that one on my hard drive and never released it. So you're pimping out something I need to get out in May. Uh, that was oh, yeah. what was it about? God, he was. We did it with the horse whisperer, lawn dogs. He was a he's a lawnmower guy. Yeah, lawn dogs. Okay, develops a relationship to. with a young girl. It sounds way worse <clears throat> than what. Well, <laughs> the, I, the movie's bad, but. That's not the movie is not about a man, a pedophile. I'll say that. That we know of. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now you're in the Twitter spirit. <laughs> <laughs>